This is the UAE Sport Podcast, a podcast that celebrates and explores the fascinating sporting stories, activities and events here in the United Arab Emirates. This is the UAE Sport Podcast on Tuesday the 11th of May. We have a fantastic interview lined up with Ross Christ, who is the Pittsburgh native that resides in Dubai, can be regularly heard on ARN, plays softball for the Emirates Softball League, and is the announcer for the Emirates Gridiron League as well. But first, here's your news. The UAE Pro League announced that all Match Week 26 games which will decide the Arabian Gulf League title race between Al Jazeera and Barney Yaz, will kick off at 2200 on Tuesday, May 11th. The UAE PL also decided that the trophy presentation ceremony will be held at the winner's home stadium. A win for Al Jazeera over Al Ain at Mohammed bin Zayed Stadium and a draw or defeat for Banias at Al Dafra can give the pride of Abu Dhabi a third league title on Friday. Dubai Sports Council and Dubai Police have announced the launch of a brand new initiative, Studies and Sports, which focuses on providing Dubai's young sports talents with quality education at Dubai Police's Hemaya schools, at the same time increasing their training hours to meet international standards. Ahmed Belul Al-Falasi, Minister of State for Entrepreneurship and SMEs, and Chairman of the General Authority of Sports, told accomplished young athletes from various sports that a new phase of sports and athletics has begun in the UAE, and urged them to explore the challenges they face, as well as ways to overcome them. Now on to the big interview with Ross Christ. I was so lucky to be joined by Ross on the podcast this week. We have the same passion and enthusiasm for sport and I hope you hear that in this interview. Ross Christ, welcome to the UEE Sport Podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, Phil. Excited for this one. Yeah? (laughs) Have you ever done a podcast before? Uh, I think I have. I'm going to have to really go back in my memory, but, uh, you know, it's something that I should be doing more um, because I know that uh, they're, 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 they're gaining in popularity, that's for sure. And it seems like every time you, you head to the gym or you head to the coffee shop or head somewhere, everyone's like, oh, have you listened to this podcast or uh, have you dove into this, uh, this podcast? But yeah, I don't, I'm sure I've probably been a guest on one or helped out with one over the years of just doing some stuff with the media but not one that rings a bell so this is the most important one i've ever been on that's for darn sure <laughs> yes hopefully uh at those, those coffee shops and in those gyms people are talking about the ue sport podcast and saying you've got to listen to this um <laughs> but yeah thank you for joining me um can you tell me a bit about yourself in a nutshell yes sure talking about oneself uh let's see how well <laughs> i do so i'm born and raised in uh pittsburgh pennsylvania um, and I then, uh, which is a great sports town, a, a, a great town to grow up. If you like sports, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers who are quite successful. They've won six Super Bowls, which is, uh, very, <laughs> no, that, that's, that's Green Bay. That's Green Bay. The cheese. Uh, it's all right. I'm going to edit this. We'll get you, we'll get you, we'll get you, we'll get you educated here. 
Then we have the Pittsburgh Pirates. They haven't had too many good years since I've been alive. I'm 34, so that tells you how bad uh, it's been if you're a baseball fan from Pittsburgh. But in the 70s, they were quite good. And then we have the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are our ice hockey team, and they do uh, quite well. So I've got to see I've got to see some Stanley Cups, which is the championship for ice hockey, and I've got to see some Super Bowls. I'm still waiting to see a World Series for my Pirates, and we don't have a basketball team in my town, but I keep an eye on that. Um, just because I'm a basketball fan in general. But so, yeah, Pittsburgh uh, is what I call home. And then I went to uh, university at Ohio University. I'm a proud Ohio University Bobcat. So I went to that, you know, your typical four-year university that you see in the movies, um, like where – and I was uh, I was heavily involved in sport there, and I was in a fraternity. Um, so that was a fun experience. <laughs> and um, – after I got my degrees, I went and I actually worked in college sports um, for a small little Division One school in Rhode Island. I was an athletic director there for some time, assistant athletic director. Um, and then um, I guess I, I got the call to, uh, to, to interview for an opportunity out here in Dubai teaching sports management, which is kind of like um, the business side of sport out of, out of college out here. So um, – I was one of those dumb Americans that didn't even know where Dubai was when I got the phone call. <laughs> I I picked up the phone and I thought, what, where is this place? You know? So, um, next thing you know, I, uh, I'm hopping on a flight and I, uh, I jumped on a flight out here and I taught for six and a half years at higher college of technology, teaching Emiratis, uh, sports management. And, um, at the beginning of last summer, I actually left that job for a consulting position, and now I consult for one of the sports federations in Saudi Arabia, uh, but I live here. Um, but when I, when I got my uh, feet on the ground after, my, uh, pl- after the plane landed here in Dubai, I got involved a little bit as well in announcing and broadcasting out here as well as kind of like a side uh, sports gig. So I do some work with the... Um, the the American football league out here. I also announced some of the ice hockey, a lot of the races as well. Um, and you can sometimes hear me on, uh, radio on Dubai, Eye as well as, uh, Dubai sports TV and Abu Dhabi sports TV, sometimes BN sports. So, uh, I'm a sports nut through and through you hit the nail on the head. I, I really, I'm one of these guys, uh, and then I'll shut up about myself. But as soon as I wake up, I am reading ESPN for at least a half an hour and BBC Sport for at least half an hour. And then then I start my day. And that's that's how it goes. Sounds very familiar, I must admit. Um, so, yeah, so you've been in the UAE for about, um, what is it, seven, seven and a half years? Going yeah. into it. Yeah. And yeah. how did you find, like, as an American that didn't self-admittedly know much about the UAE, how did you find arriving in, in, in Dubai and the culture? So, I mean, c- culturally, uh, you know, it, it was a bit different than what I was used to in the States. I mean, just, uh, you know, it was very multicultural. Um, we had, I could hear the call to prayer every five times a day here, which is, you know, y- unique in itself. But, you know, I, uh, I think it was it wasn't too it wasn't too much of a challenge for me. I think honestly, going back to the sports side of things, the hardest challenge for me was from a sports angle dealing with the time zone differences. 
because mm-hmm. I wanted to follow my teams. I wanted to watch the big events um, and trying to tune into these games and staying up late then getting up for work and just trying to stay in the know and uh, I guess trying to have to figure out how to adjust my schedule and adjust my daily routine to um, stay stay in the know about what's happening back home but still be uh, you know a successful member of society out here uh, work-wise so um, but yeah, it was. It's been a good experience. Of course, with any type of move, I, I I miss my family. I have a mom, I have a dad, a sister, and I have a brand new nephew. Um, so, uh, I think, for personally speaking, the the biggest challenge for me is missing family events. Uh, mm-hmm. So, that, yeah, but I think we're, I think we're all kind of in the same boat. Especially with the last year that's just gone uh, with the pandemic and things, it's just made traveling so much harder. Um, with regards to myself, I'm getting married in October this year. Oh, congrats. And, um, congrats. Thank you very much. <laughs> but um, I've been rated a 10 out of 10 on TripAdvisor as a wedding guest. So, <laughs> okay, right. Um, I think a couple more of these sessions and you'll definitely get your invite. <laughs> but yeah, um, so it's trying to organize a wedding from afar, not being able to travel without the, the whole two week quarantine where it's costing £1,850 per person. You know, it's, it's just hard. Um, but yeah, so the family event, the next family event that's coming up is my own. So we'll see. <laughs> um, but you, you mentioned ARN and you're on the Dubai Eye and you, you are their go-to man for American sports. How do you feel that American sports has dealt with the pandemic? Oh, that's a good question. Um, that's a very good question. So I think certain sports have done very, very well. I, I would have to applaud um, what's happened really in the NBA. I think Adam Silver, the commissioner there, did a really good job. Uh, last year when he figured out a plan to get everyone in Florida uh, and they play, they hosted all the games, I think it was right where the uh, right outside were or Orlando. Um, and it, they kind of kept the ball rolling there and it gave people something to watch. Um, in terms of uh, baseball, they, uh, they were a little bit behind the eight ball there. I, I feel like when it first hit, uh, but now, it's, you're starting to see baseball being played uh, across America, which is, um, you know, w- which is great. It, you know, the thing with America, when it comes down to COVID and how it's handled, it's handled st- by a state-by-state basis. So it really comes down to your state's governor um, and your state's legislature on how um, how things are going to be uh, run. So there's some baseball stadiums right now that are uh, fully occupied, full of fans. There's some that have partial fans and there's some that have no fans depending on where you're playing. So um, you've seen what hockey has done. They've kept all the Canadian teams up in Canada. Um, So they're, 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 they've kind of realigned the structure there. And I see, uh, I see hockey as one of these sports that if if the pandemic doesn't, uh, if the pandemic doesn't sort itself off by next season, I really think hockey's in for a big struggle because they rely so much on merchandise and ticket sales because they don't have quite the TV revenue that the other three big American sports have. And American football, we've seen American football de- decline in viewership this year, uh, which is not good. And then, of course, we had uh, the you know people not being able to go see the games. So 
it wasn't uh, a great year in terms of American sports as a business, but hopefully when the pandemic is over, uh, knock on wood, that's coming soon, uh, hopefully when, with the vaccinations being rolled out, we'll see American sports pick up. But it has given people something to watch. So hats off to all the leagues, not just in America, but uh, the pr- pr- Premier League as well, being able to uh, – you know, give us sports fans something to watch, to to tune into, even though we can't be there in person. What uh, closer to home now? Um, how do you feel? Uh, have you managed to catch a lot of sports in the UAE? And if so, what ones have you have you seen camel racing, for example? Yeah, that's a good question. I have not seen camel racing. <laughs> I would say camel racing is probably. The only sport I have not I have not seen. I've I've been very lucky to be at many events and broadcast from many of the sports events here. I've gotten to go to the F1, the Abu Dhabi Golf, all the Dubai Golf, the Dubai Darts. I've gotten to go uh, broadcast on the Dubai Tour, um, the American football, the ice hockey. I've I, I've I've pretty much seen it all. But you stumped me with camel <laughs> racing. I have not I have, I have not been out to a camel race, but um yeah all the all the sports events out here i try to um i try to pop down to dubai duty free tennis as well mm-hmm. um i try to sne- sneak my way into it just because it's there's nothing better than some live sport action that's it um i think the whole the whole point of this uh well one of the points of this podcast was to uh explore sports like camel racing like falconry like different sports that i have no idea about whatsoever as an expat and I, I, I just think it would fascinate me and if it fascinates me it's going to fascinate someone else so uh, I, I really want to get down to a camel race at some point but I don't really know the logistics of how to actually watch a camel race it uh, can't be like horse racing I think you've got to jump no. in a car or something <laughs> they, yeah they 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 run next to the camels in 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 four by fours mm-hmm. um <laughs> And it's very unique. I mean, from what I know, which is very, very little. I knew back in the day they used to have um, child jockeys and they got rid of those and they put on robots on top of the camels now. So they have robot jockeys Uh on top of the camels. Um, And yeah, I'll tell you what, you find us a camel race. Maybe I'll tag along for that one because it sounds like I need to see one as well. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. I will do my research <laughs> and get in touch with you. Um, yeah, so, um, Ross, you're very heavily involved in the UEE Softball League. Is that right? Yeah, yes, yes. Emirates uh, Softball League, been been with with that playing in that now for a few years, and I, I really, really enjoy it. So is it is there many teams? What's the what's the kind of numbers that? are taking part yeah that's a, that's a good good question yeah so emirates softball league uh right now i now i can't speak for the league i don't really work for them in official official capacity i'm just a competitor but i think there's uh there's about i'd say around 15 teams in the league okay um between the the competitive a side and there's a competitive b side which is like kind of a step down and then there's a um then there's a men's league as well so there's um yeah there's a lot of teams out there and there's a lot of interest in softball so it's the uh, hats off to the founders of the league who also play in the league and direct it 
uh, Tommy and Bobby uh, Fiala, the Fiala brothers, who do do an excellent job running that league. Um, they we play at the Dubai Little League fields, which um, you know are managed by actually the Dubai Little League and their their president Roger Dothy, who's done an excellent job with the Dubai Little League. And we're seeing uh, the growth of baseball. We're seeing the growth of softball out here. We're seeing uh, the ties with the Dubai Little League and the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Emirates Airlines sponsorship. So I would say baseball and softball is in a really healthy place right now in the Middle East. And it seems like it's really, um, it, it continues to grow at a good pace as well. This is going to sound like possibly a, a really, really dumb question, but like you've got baseball, you've got softball. For people that maybe don't understand, can you explain the difference? No, it's a great question, and I'm glad you asked it because a lot of people might be scratching their head at that one. So uh, baseball is more of a defensive game, so you're going to have lower scoring games, and softball is more of an offensive game, so you're going to have higher scoring games. Baseball has a longer base path, uh, so to run from base to base is longer, okay? Softball has a shorter base path. Okay. And then baseball, you throw the pitcher throws the ball to the batter overhand and fast. In softball, there's a couple variations of the game, but the way that it's played out here and the most popular one for adults is underhand and slow. Mm -hmm. So the ball's easier to hit in softball, shorter to run, hence more offense, higher scoring games. Baseball, but ball's harder to hit, further to run. Um, so lower scoring games, but in terms of the positions and, uh, the, the team size, mm -hmm. they're identical in baseball and softball. Ah, okay. So it's just slower, uh, well, more offensive. Yeah, okay. basically. I actually, I misspoke there in softball. Um, you're allowed to play with 10 players in baseball. It's nine players. Okay. Cool. Okay. So what do you, so, yeah. what do you do with the, um, the Emirates Gridiron League? You're an announcer. Yeah, so I uh, I started back right when I first got here. I noticed that there was a need for an announcer for the American Football League out here, and it was the Emirates American Football League right at the time. It was the EAFL, and it was started by an old CFL player, uh, Dustin Chernowski, and they were looking for someone to announce the games. Uh, and just a little bit background to, to American football, it's not – you can't play the game without you can play the game without it, but generally in all forms of the game, even if you're a kid all the way up to an adult, it should be played with an announcer. Mm -hmm. An announcer lets the teams know about what's happening on the field, how far they need to go, okay. their distance. So it's kind of integrated into the game. So they needed one to kind of make it, it comes with the game. Um so uh I started with them. And I announced with him for, I'd say, about five years. And that was li little kids all the way through the adults. And I just announced the adult league. And then a former player branched off. And I'm not sure if he bought the rights to the league or whatever. But then it's now it's the Emirates uh, Gridiron League. And that was Michael Anderson, someone I think you spoke with. Um, so I announced all the men's league games out here. And uh, I love it. It's like a taste of home. Um, and you, you really get to know the players. And it's been a really cool experience. There's a team in Alain, there's two teams in Dubai, and then there's one team in Abu Dhabi. So there's four teams in the league. Um, and then there's a national team as well. So the UAE Falcons, and they'll play 
against other countries' national teams. So um, it's it's been a really neat experience. I got to announce the first ever American football game uh, ever in India between Team India and Team UAE. Oh, wow. Uh, which was really – yeah, that was a really neat, fun, uh, cool experience. So there is American football being played out here. Uh, it's being played at a good competitive level. It's just like you see on television, tackling, referees, cheerleaders, and announcers, coaches. Um, so if people are interested in it, feel free to uh, Google it and get involved. Yeah, I uh, I went down for one training session uh, with the Dubai Renegades. And I'm not going to lie, <laughs> it was quite an eye-opening experience. I love American football. I love the tactics behind it. It's like watching a big game of chess on a field is the way I interpret it. Um, I mean, you've been brought up with it. You you know, like, slants and things. Like, maybe I don't, but um, I just like watching it. And I went down to try, and uh, I was put as a linebacker, um, which I've no idea if I've got the build to do that, but um, I was coming up against big, bigger guys than me who were both taller and wider in muscle. And I sort of struggled, but um, yeah, it was it was interesting to say the least. Going back to going back to your love of American sports, who is your absolute hero across all sports? Yeah, so great question. Uh, running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, now retired, a guy named Jerome Bettis. Um, he was just um, a, a great player. He every single year he was very effective he was very unique because he was running back and running backs are generally quick and strong and um you know just they look like like a almost like a bodybuilder and this guy was tubby chubby and overweight but he was still good and he did a lot for the pittsburgh community and he actually lived in my neighborhood in hampton um so i kind of had a little bit of a I liked him a little bit more because I knew he's living close to my parents' <laughs> house as well. Uh, so we had that in common, and he was a Super Bowl champion. He actually, in his last game, which was in his hometown of Detroit when the Super Bowl was played there, we ended up winning that Super Bowl. So uh, I've always liked how he's carried himself. So Jerome Bettis would be my answer for that. With regards to um, baseball, who would you see? Baseball. Yeah, so – it probably would be Roberto Clemente. He played right field for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was um, he was he played before I was alive, uh, so I've never got to see him play. Uh, but you generally have to go back to before I was alive to find the really good Pittsburgh Pirates. That's how bad of a team they've been. But not only was he a great player on the field, he was an extremely good human off the field. He was humanitarian, and he did a lot for Central. America and uh, Latin America, and he died tragically in a plane crash trying to take supplies down to Central America. So uh, he's in my town. He's considered a hero. There's a stadium. There's a, a statue of him outside the stadium, and uh, he was just an all-around player. Had a giant arm in right field, could steal some bases, and he was uh, very good at the plate. So I'd I go with uh, Roberto Clemente there. Great, great. Um, story and also your knowledge in sport is quite incredible uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm quite enjoying <laughs> talking to you um, what is your favorite sport movie oh good one good question 
Okay. Oh, well, there's so many good ones. And you're putting me <laughs> on the spot. So let's go with Remember the Titans. Denzel had a good performance in that one. Have I seen um, that? Remember the Titans is when the African-American coach becomes the head coach in a traditionally, uh, I think, Caucasian-dominated city in Virginia. And I think it's a true story. And I think the old head coach gets demoted to assistant head coach or there's a bit of a clash uh, between the white players and the black players. And Denzel does a great job at bringing everyone together. And they just do, you know, they once they start clicking, you know, they just they're just a force that can't be reckoned with. So I'd say remember the Titans. There's some good uh, there's some uh, good good actors in that one as well. So if you haven't seen that one, Phil. You get get yourself on the Netflix. I will get on that tonight. Um, but what about this for a segue and a question? Um, grown ups too. Yeah, you were in grown ups too. too. Yes, yes, um, yes. Is that your other favorite movie? Oh God! <laughs> no, there's an award. There's an award that goes out every year for for movies, and it's called the like I forget what it's called. The worst movie of the year. And there's some funny word for that. And and that I believe Grumps too got it that that year. Um, but I uh, you were a frat boy in that, were you not? Yeah, I was. I I was. I, so I played myself. Um, I was I was actually playing softball. I was living in Rhode Island, and I was te- I was um, working as an athletic director. And there was a guy on my team that was an actor, and he said, you know, there's there's this movie shooting up in Boston. Uh, my casting agent says that they're looking for blonde hair, blue eyed, tall guys for this, like for this role as frat boys. And I was like, well, I was in a frat. I got blonde hair and blue eyes. But I don't know really much, a whole, a whole lot about acting. He goes, hey, just, just send me, take a picture of yourself behind a white wall and send it to me. So I sent it to him later that night. And uh, they called me like the next day and said, Hey, can you come up to Boston for two weeks um, to basically be an extra in this movie? So it was a cool experience. It really was like, I'll always remember it. Um, even though it wasn't, I w- didn't get much screen time, but uh, I learned, uh, I, I like to think I learned a little bit about the entertainment industry. Cause you're on, I was on set for it's long hours. You're just sitting around on set for hours, like 12 hours, 14 hours. And that was for 15 days, um, for 15 days, all to be in the movie for legitimately three seconds. Um, yeah. uh, so it was a cool, cool, cool experience. Got to do hair, makeup, costume, uh, got to meet some of the big actors. Uh, so yeah, that'll, that's something I'll say when I'm old and have grandchildren that I got, got to partake in a movie, even if it was just for a blink of an eye. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And Adam Sandler was was a good guy, was he? Or yeah, yeah, he was actually. <laughs> so every uh, every day, uh, I don't. I can only speak about one movie set in one movie. <laughs> I've been in one thing, uh, but every day they break. Everyone breaks for lunch, and doesn't matter who you are. If you're you you go to this like lunch. We went to this lunch hall, and you fill up your plate, and you just sit wherever you sit. So if you're a star actor and you went to the go get the lunch, then you went to go get the lunch. I'm sure some of them stayed in their own trailers and brought their own food or something like that. But 
many times, uh, in fact, every time Adam Sandler was mucking it up with like the rest of us, just sitting down, eating a lunch. So I think one time I got to sit at his table and he was a pretty nice guy. Ross, tell me, when will you have made it? Like, what what is your dream job? That is a great question. That is a good question. Um, and that's one I really don't have an answer to. I'm not sure yet. I'm, const- I'm constantly evolving. I've, I've never really known exactly what um, is the best fit for me. I just try... I just try to do things I really like. I think it's going to sound maybe like a deep and meaningful right here, but my barometer in life is happiness. So as long as I'm working jobs that make me happy, I'm going to continue to do them. And as long as I can have a positive effect, I'm going to continue to do that. The moment that one of those two things stop happening uh, is when I uh, might have to look elsewhere. But I mean, I, there's a common theme with me. It's talking to people, being around humans, uh, being around sport, health, and fitness. Um, and I think those are two key um, two key things for me for when it comes to employment. So being being around other people, being able to communicate, and being around the world of sport, health, and fitness, because uh, that seems to be what I excel at the best. What um what sporting moment have you seen that like in the flesh? Like, what is your favorite sporting moment that you've actually witnessed? Yeah, uh, so five four four years ago, Christmas Day game, Pittsburgh Steelers versus Baltimore Ravens, uh, at Heinz Field, American football game, and we won in the last minute. And um, I was down there with one of my best friends, my buddy Dan Henricks. And I have a great picture from this that I got to send to you because we wanted to get a picture at the game. So we went and we asked some random person to take our picture. And we it was a great game. Steelers come back against a heated rival with win in the last minute thanks to a touchdown. I think it was Antonio Brown who scored for us. And with a minute to go, Ben Roethlisberger pass. And – we get a picture and it's me and my buddy and we're holding on to each other. And all you can see is the guy sitting down in a chair next to us, just looking up at us like, and if you zoom in on the picture, it's perfectly taken. My foot is standing in his nachos. So, (laughs) 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 so it was a great game, but I ruined some guy's game by just, completely ruining his nachos and cheese so i had to uh make the situation right and visit the concession stand after that <laughs> i would please say in the flesh that would be my um my greatest sporting moment but i will tell you 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 asked the question so i'm going to keep going personally my greatest sporting moment for me playing actually happened this past week when oh. i had my lowest round ever in golf. So I I used to golf of a good amount when I first moved out here. And then I got something I, I got something in America. We call it the Yips. I don't know if that if that's made it over the ocean, but basically it's something up in your head where you forget how to hit a golf ball. And it looked like I've been golfing for a couple of years and it looked like I've never hit a golf ball before. And it did that for about 
the next 10 times I went golfing. So I quit golf. I stepped away from the game. I don't know what happened. I just said, I need to quit. So I quit for about three years. And then this New Year's, I had my New Year's resolution. I was like, I'm taking up golf again. So I started out in January and I was shooting, you know, like a beginner because I haven't played in three years. So I was shooting like in the 120s. And then earlier this past week, I had my lowest round ever. I had an 85 and I was so excited. So, so happy because um, my grandfather, was, that was at Arabian was that? Ranches, Arabian oh, Ranches right. here in Dubai. And mm-hmm. my grandfather was a big golfer. He golfed all the time. He always wanted me to golf. My uncle uh, was actually involved with the PGA Tour. Uh, he he actually caddied for a little bit for Davis Love. Um, so, yeah, so golf and his son played a, a bit for Arizona State. So golf really ran in my family, and it just wasn't connecting with me. But finally, I can say I, I'm a bit of a golfer. So, yeah, I'd say that's my biggest personal achievement in terms of sport. So good, so good. And if you could play, uh, I mean, you might have just uh, answered this question, but if you could play any sport professionally, what sport would it be? Yeah, I, I think I think a pretty good deal right now would be to be a golfer. After all the, um, after all the news is coming out about contact sports and concussions, mm. you know, I'm in my 30s now, and I've had a couple surgeries. I feel I feel some pain here and there when I do certain things, and I wonder if that's maybe because in my youth I I played some violent sports. I mean, American football is a pretty violent sport, um, so I think something like golf, where you get to see you get to see the world, you don't get hit in the head, um, and you know you're out in the sunshine. That might not be a bad gig. So I think I'll think I'll say professional golf. I love that answer. I, I probably the same. I, I think <laughs> on a golf course. I mean, I've never really played a full round, but I'm, I'm a wizard on a, a driving range. <laughs> so <laughs> if I could be really good at one sport, it would be golf for those reasons. But um, yeah. Ross, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I really appreciate it, and I really feel as if I could talk to you all day. It's been really great catching up so thank you for joining us on the uae esport podcast no worries thanks for having me can't wait to come back indeed thank you man let's take a look at what is happening around the emirates this weekend first of all we have the sketchers performance run taking place down at dubai police academy that will take place on friday the 14th of may there's a lot of basketball taking place this weekend Game time Ramadan is taking place down at Just Play Sports. That's on the 15th of May. Also on the 15th, we have the Mixed League Season 3 down at Jumeirah. There's another Bagaman tournament taking place this weekend on the 15th. That will take place at Dubai Marina. And as always, Active Netball have an event, this time at Al Barsha. That will take place on the 16th of May. If you're hosting a sport event and you are looking for it to be plugged, please do not hesitate to get in touch with us. We will absolutely do that for you. You can get in touch with us at uaesportpodcast at gmail.com.
That is episode 6 of the UEE Sport Podcast done and dusted. Big thank you to Ross Christ for joining me on the podcast. Once again, if you have any comments or anything, please do not hesitate to get in touch. You can do at ueesportpodcast at gmail.com or you can talk to me on Instagram as well. Next week, we have another fantastic podcast lined up for you. I hope to see you then. Thank you.